The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Everybody, welcome to the Pixie Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, March 17th. We are live on YouTube, waiting, currently waiting, hoping, pleading with the universe and the football gods to give us a Deshaun Watson trade so we don't have to do an emergency podcast at midnight. If it happens during the show, of course, we'll just keep rolling. If you're listening on audio, well... Give us a five-star rating. If you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button. Join me to break down free agency. Ryan Wilson, John Breach. What's up, boys? I was just thinking, Breach, how many times do you think we've heard, welcome to the Pixies podcast? And that intro. I mean, you can like do it in your sleep now. That's what I was thinking about as you were jabbering on about today's topics, which include where Deshaun Watson might end up. So, as Breach, as you noted, I'm out. He ain't going to the Browns. So we'll see what happens there. But there's some other stuff going on probably worth talking about, too. Absolutely. Well, I didn't even get to say hi, Brenton. My God. <laughs> just cut right in. You said hi to both of us or just hi to Wilson? I don't know what's going on anymore. I would like to note that we're all wearing, I think, green. Good job. St. Patrick's Day. Even though if you're listening on audio, oh. March 18th. I got green. I got my duck shirt back there. Does that count? I'm not wearing green right now. Yeah, and you know what's funny is the people oh, listening. Oh, podcast is green. What are we talking about? People listening to this podcast on Friday, the audio version, the Sean Watson trade is going to be done. And they're like, what is going on? What were you guys waiting for? That well, that's, is- that's why we're not going to linger on Deshaun Watson. If via Debo's very explicit multiple instructions, written and audio to us, <laughs> not to linger on it, John. So <laughs> shut up. Um, just the, uh, we got a bunch of um, bunch of news to get to. Of course, again, smash the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a five-star review if you want to have ask us a question about any team this offseason. You can do so by leaving a five-star review on Apple. By the way, we're like halfway through the first set of games here. I'm losing my f- bees off on these. I can't get a bet right. Um, and to top it all off, my uh, it turns out that NC State, Back in July, extended Kevin Keats, give Kevin Keats a two-year extension because of NCAA sanction concerns. And um, and they 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 leaked it out to uh actually my buddy Joe Giglio got the four-year request delivered th- like during March Madness games, which is just give me a come on, what we do. I'm tilting. Breach, can you think of anything more boring than the last 15 seconds we just heard about NC State? I, I thought this was a free agency podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Is NC State <laughs> what's going on, Brenton? <laughs> The madness is here. Don't miss a moment of the action on CBS, TV, TBS, TNT, and True TV. And download the March Madness live app to watch every game, anywhere, anytime, live. Okay, so we got big quarterback news, big quarterback trade news. With the Browns, as Wilson mentioned, out on Deshaun Watson. He eliminated them from the I – mean, this is, by the way, like, couldn't you work a little faster here, Deshaun? He eliminated one team, the Cleveland Browns, on Wednesday night, I believe – and so Thursday morning, it's like Browns are like, well, you know that whole we want an adult quarterback and we were like 
thrashing Baker to unnamed sources for 24 to 48 hours and just really being jerks to uh, to our former. No, they reporter. named the sources. It was Chris Mortensen who went on television and called him a said they needed a, a what is it a man in the a big. He boy. didn't say they need an adult quarterback. He said I was told. That's what I'm saying. He's he, right. But he I mean, was, like somebody in the with the Browns told him that. No, that's right. Yes, that I person. Mean, I mean, like, I mean, it's not like Mort ripped him, and it's it's on Baker to you know, it's like like Baker to defend himself from Mortensen. Like he was he was called that by a coworker or an employ- employer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, presumably a high ranking Brown source, and Cleveland was open to trading him uh, when they thought they were in the Deshaun Watson running, and when they were ruled out, they decided, hey, you know what, we're not going to trade Baker. But so according to one of the reports, I can't remember because stuff's flying fast and furious as we do this on the 17th, Baker was made aware that they were at the combine, that they were going to go after, or his agents were, they were going to go after potentially a high-level quarterback. So that wasn't news to, to Baker, according to the report from somebody somewhere. So that's not news, but that doesn't mean Baker has to be happy about it. And I fully understand what why he would be uh, – he doesn't seem upset, but it, it's like, you know, it sounds like he wants to be traded. Because well, he does want to be traded. That's the reports from everyone, including our Jonathan Jones and Jason Lockham for. And the best part about this, and this feels like such a Brownsian move, is that the Browns are like, nah, <laughs> we ain't gonna listen to your trade request. Right. Which so, is I mean, insane. So, I mean, so, <laughs> so the Browns were going to trade Baker, and then 12 hours later decided they weren't gonna trade Baker and let all this stuff leak out publicly. And so Baker, I mean, so kind it's of basically like, this. It, this is if I do the breaching analogy right, it's like you're saying, I'm going on spring break, so I may break up with you if I find a better girlfriend. You get back from spring break. We're not going to break up, but your girlfriend says, I want to break up with you. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, we can't break up. We're staying together no matter what. And then you just end up being a stalker. <laughs> yeah, that, that that checks out. The, the Browns are the stalker in this situation. Right. That's yeah. Right. yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, so Baker, Baker through media, through media members, leaked out. Um, I, th- I want to say his agent is... Eric Burkhart, too. I could be wrong on that, though. Hey, regardless. Well, Baker, and actually, Baker released a statement to uh, ESPN, to Adam Schefter, and said, oh, it's in the mutual know. interest of both sides for us to move on. The relationship is too far gone to mend. It's in the best interest of both sides to move on. So, and, and like, I don't think he's necessarily wrong in that case. He's not wrong. What's wrong with it? He's 100% right. Whether you like Baker or not, it's... The Browns are Kathy Bates in misery right now. They have Baker tied to the bed and about to hit his ankles with a sledgehammer to keep him. And, there. and my fault, uh, I, as Deepa points out, Eric Burkhardt is not Baker's agent. I think it's um, it's actually uh, Jack uh, Jack Mills. Okay, sure. Um, anyway, like you know, Baker, it's it's not outrageous that Baker would be like, "Look, this is ridiculous." Like I've been quiet, and you know, until you guys started exploring Deshaun Watson. And I mean, yeah, this relationship can probably be salvaged, but Baker's a pretty stubborn dude. I mean, I don't know. And the one thing I will say is that I feel like Baker Mayfield is a polarizing figure in Cleveland. You have half of the Browns fans that want to see him replaced. Half of that fan base wants to keep him. But somehow the Browns have united all those fans against the Browns because it really feels like Baker got some empathy this week that the fact that, hey, the Browns went and met with Deshaun Watson. They sat down and said, hey, we're trying to replace you. And now that they can't replace him, uh, Baker's like, well, I don't want to be here. And, and so you make Baker Mayfield come across as the good guy. And that's how, the, and then you're turning down his trade 
request, which is just bonkers. What are you going to do? You're going to make this guy come to training camp when he doesn't want to play with you? And I think one thing that could possibly fix this, if the Browns are, in fact, refusing to trade Baker Mayfield, you say, Baker, here's a five-year contract extension worth $200 million. I think a $40 million year contract uh, would – and no, I don't think the Browns should do that. But I'm saying that if you're stealing, are you stealing Cynthia Freeland's idea? No, this is literally in a story I just wrote. If you had read it, she's stealing um, your idea, Breach. The, she just tweeted well, that. Why out. would I have read it? You published it at 401 when you showed up to the podcast late. Like, why, why would I have been reading the story? I didn't, I, and I didn't. I don't think this is going to fix the situation. I am just saying that, like, if you're the Browns and you are refusing to trade him, that seems like their only way out of it is to but make a contract offer. And that doesn't mean Mayfield will accept it. You don't want to, and, and you'd right. be dumb. Quick, like, there's that doesn't necessarily going to fix it, but that feels like the only way for Cleveland to get out of this unless they trade him. But that's like the boyfriend buying his girlfriend who he tried to dump on Sprink Sprink in the car. <laughs> that's gonna last two weeks and then she's still gonna hate you and you're not gonna be happy with her. It's not gonna fix anything, except you're gonna be wasting throwing good money after bad. Because I think the Baker if Baker's if that bridge, you know, if he if he's crossed that bridge and is not looking back, then I don't think any amount of money will wake, make him moonwalk, you know, back across the bridge to, to the Cleveland side of things. Right. And I don't disagree with that. I'm just okay. saying that if you are the Browns who are saying we are refusing to trade Baker, well, you better placate Baker Mayfield somehow because uh, he's not happy with the situation as is. So you have to try and do something to fix it. And uh, because this isn't going to work going forward the way it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, the, the extension thing is a crazy idea. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. Oh, by the way, now I just read Cynthia's tweet. Shout out to Cynthia for being we're on the same page. I don't know if maybe, it makes maybe sense. Maybe I should get a podcast with her. Yeah. She's, she's probably, been on this podcast. She probably would respect you more for being honest. Uh, but I don't know if it makes sense for more Baker than, or more what? More than who? Me? Than either of us. We don't respect Breach. Uh, and I'm not saying the same thing. She's, she's saying maybe this is Baker's way of trying to get a contract. I'm saying this is the Browns. This would be the way they play Kate Baker. Uh, so in other words, Cynthia is the smart one who's reading into the strategic thinking of Baker, and you're the panicky uh, boyfriend who who couldn't get. I you. mean, that's what it you sounds like. So, so we, we came to the conclusion from two opposite angles. Is what happened here. No, no, you're the panicky. You're the panicky boyfriend who couldn't get me on spring break and came back. You're like, hey, here's, a, here's a diamond ring and some flowers, and let's get married. I love you. She's like, whoa, 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 hold up. <laughs> and, and then and the girl's like, what an idiot. This works every time. But I don't think I don't think this is in the best interest of either t- either side because if the Browns clearly don't want Baker, giving him fifty million dollars or whatever it is is insane. And if Baker hates Cleveland and he's going to be the guy that we've seen over the last some amalgamation of the guy we saw over the last three years, Browns fans are going to hate him by week two. Yeah, right. And, and so that's the point here is that the trade is the best thing. Yeah, conclusion to this. I mean, like, like that's clear. If you're Baker, I mean, yeah, it would be great to get a huge extension, but. Do you really want to be in Cleveland with a bunch of money? I mean, I know you want the money, but like, do you really want to get that money in Cleveland at this point? Like, if you want to be traded, you got to get traded. You can't be rooting yeah, for you don't. Because then, if you do get a huge extension and the Browns and you struggle, the first time you struggle, uh, everyone's getting booed out of town. Oh, we got some breaking news, real quick. All right, it better be good because I had I was about to say something awesome. Now keep going. I was gonna. It was, it was gonna be breaking news that was gonna break Diva's heart. You go ahead and keep going. I'll oh, say okay. That with Deshaun floating out there. I know. That's I know. That was gonna be the, that was the bit. Was God the bit. damn it! <laughs> oh, wow. Brinson is forever over. We're gonna have to, we have to dub Devo out of the audio. <laughs> this, this is a tough one. This is like one of Devo's favorite players ever is uh, cut by the Eagles. Oh, who got cut? Fletcher JJ? Cox. 
Oh, I think you said JJ. Did Fletcher Cox see it? They could have traded him to the Steelers over the during the season. Uh, designated a post June one cut at 4 p.m. Eighteen million dollars would have become fully guaranteed. Cox is now a free agent. The team and his representatives continue to have discussions about a possible return. He's going to Pittsburgh. Mike Garofolo of. I thought it was going to be J-Jaw, in which case Debo was doing the sarcastic <laughs> GD. J-Jaw could have been released like an hour ago and nobody would have tweeted about it. I mean, it's just like, so what so. I was going to say before you actually, that news was actually worth breaking in for. Debo's had a tough month. I mean, with the... Debo's 4-0 in his, in, his, in his gambling picks. Tournament. Carson Wentz dressed up like Ronald McDonald to his introductory press conference with the Commandos. Oh! <laughs> Right, and I was in a, a fairly serious meeting, and I was scrolling through Slack, and I saw you call him Ronald McDonald, and I started like cracking up. Yeah. Like, Debo, care to explain? I was like, not really. Awesome. My day is uh, is made. Good. What I was going to say, though, is uh, Justin Anderson, our Justin Anderson, tweeted out earlier uh, on uh, Thursday that the Seahawks – she had been told, had discussed exploring acquiring Baker Mayfield. We talked about yesterday the Colts. I like them as a landing spot. I think both teams make sense. And it seems to me like a second round, I don't want to sound like a breach in Carter Mitchell, but a second round pick seems like reasonable for Baker Mayfield, right? Absolutely. A first round pick's too much. And a third round pick probably isn't enough. I mean, yeah. I think, I think, if, well, think about it like this. And I mean, I realize that Sam Darnold sucks. Um, so I'm not trying to insinuate that Baker and Sam Darnold are the same, but Sam Darnold was traded yeah. to the Panthers with. That's right. Same draft class with one year left on his rookie deal and then his fifth year option, which they picked up stupidly, which he's going to play on uh, in 2022. And so, I, I mean, I think, you know, which is, I mean, Baker's a, a much more valuable asset, but he only has one year left. He has his fifth year option to play out and that's it. So you're, you're trading for a quarterback who's going to be looking for a contract. He's getting paid $18 million a year. And that's just like Sam Darnold, though. Well, and the Seahawks are intriguing because they just picked up a couple extra draft picks from the Broncos. Correct. And that Russell Wilson trade. So they have an extra second round pick. Uh, they have the, the 40th overall pick and the 41st overall pick. Um, and maybe you do that in a player or maybe just that to get Baker Mayfield. But, uh, it, you know, if you're the Browns, you feel like they probably want to get Baker Mayfield out of the AFC, but they probably don't care that much because if you're, you know, they were ready to move on from him. So, you hate him. You hate him. I mean, right, okay. exactly. You but might want you, him to go to the Colts. But if you put him on a team like the Colts and they go out and win an AFC title, then Stefanski and the Browns just look silly. Something else that's so interesting. The, so the, think, Seahawks, the Seahawks, by the way, have number nine and number 40. Those are their first two picks of the, this draft from both from Denver, by the way. And then that 41, uh, I believe, right? 41. That was their own pick. 72, 109 from the Jets, 145 from the, they had, they had, Four draft picks of their own before trade. Trade away two of those Broncos picks, the 40th overall and the 145th overall. Boom. Deal's done. And I think that Josina was, also tweeted out. Yeah, she t- also tweeted this out. Um, I'll just say this quickly. She spoke to Jameis, and Jameis said he would be interested in Indianapolis as well. Like, he uh, he had had conversations with both Indy and New Orleans. I don't hate Jameis in Indianapolis either. No. Um Frank Reich and Jameis Winston. That's like oil and water. So then <laughs> that musical chairs, if Jameis Winston, and you know, we don't know what the other stuff, the other quarterback stuff, but if Jameis Winston ended up in Indy and Baker Mayfield in Seattle, does that leave Jimmy Garoppolo in Cleveland? Sort of I hope so. I would love to see Jimmy Garoppolo in Cleveland. <laughs> would you? Why? You know why, Brady. Would you get a Garoppolo Browns jersey? No. Because then you know that the Steelers would not finish last in the AFC North. Is that why? I mean, I think part of the part of the thought process with the Browns not being willing to trade Baker Mayfield is like, oh crap. But wait, let's okay, let's back up here. 
put what are the odds that they refuse to trade Baker Mayfield by Mayfield by the time we get to July or whatever? He's getting traded. Right. That's I, think, I think he's probably getting traded. So I, I would put the odds at, at what? Minus two hundred that he gets traded? Maybe higher. Yeah, I would say I would say minus two fifty. Yeah. That's that's and, and the only reason the only reason it's that low is that um, you know, they the Browns quickly leaked out that they would not agree to trade him. But you sort of have to do that if you're if you're the Browns, because if if it's if it's like if you don't if you don't make it sound like you like Baker, teams aren't going to give you a second round pick for him. You know, your best case scenario, you're going to end up with like a third round pick for him instead. And that's a that's a bit of a problem. So, I mean, I think, man, I mean, I, I think. I would predict that Baker ends up in. So, I mean, again, we don't know the uh, you know, I'm not going to guess because I, I I'll guess Seattle for Baker. Eventually, I like. I think I like Indy. I think I like Baker and Indy slightly more than Jameis, but I don't know. I'm, I didn't even consider oh, Jameis. I, I, I think. I think Indy is very much in play for Baker, except for a possibility, unless they end up with somebody else. <laughs> that's typically how. Yes. That's uh, no, I mean I'm trying to avoid the speculation, <laughs> the rampant speculation. That's all you do is speculate. So as we sit here, is Case Keenum the starter? He's one year left on his deal as well in Cleveland. I mean, is that the guy you're rolling with? I do I'm, not think the Browns starter is on their roster right now. I'd rather have Case Keenum. How much do you think Case Keenum is going to make this year in 2022 base salary? Uh, like $7.5 million. You want to guess, Breach? Case Keenum? Yes. $4 million. $8.4 million. Oh, my gosh. I'm making a million dollars more than Mitch Trubisky. Um, I'd rather have Case Keenum than Jimmy Garoppolo. Is that crazy? And, you know, you got... I don't know. Case Keenum knows the system better. He was with Stefanski in Minnesota. I I don't think it's that crazy. Okay. Uh, One thing that Brinson was saying about just Baker Mayfield kind of having the type of personality that's going to pull off something like this is, you know, who's in the exact same situation? Uh, Matt Ryan. We don't see him tweeting out goodbyes to Atlanta and demanding trades. So it's like you see how, of course, I think the report was that the Falcons had Ryan up the date. handling it differently. Right, right, right. And, and so it's also also like the pursuit of the hypo, any the hypothetical pursuit of Deshaun Watson by Atlanta with Matt Ryan on the roster is also a lot different than um, the hypothetical or the, the pursuit. Of, Matt Ryan's on the tail end of his career, and Baker Mayfield. You have to decide if he's the quarterback in your future. And, Matt, and you're, I mean, you know, Matt Ryan played for 13, 14 years where he was the guy. No one was questioning him. Baker Mayfield has been questioned from day one about whether he deserves to be the starter. Yes, I believe correct. if Baker Mayfield does not play for the Browns this year, he would just be the third player ever selected first overall and not make it to the fifth season with his team. First quarterback, third quarterback, <laughs> third sure. quarterback ever to be selected number one overall and not make it to a fifth season with his team. Who are the other two? Um, I think Jeff Jamarcus? George. And Jamarcus Russell, yes. Jeez. Jeff so you're joining make... that list of and that's not a great list to be on. And I would argue that I would like Jamarcus, it was all his fault. Oh, and I found that stat is from Jake Trotter from ESPN. I would say Baker, Baker's 50% responsible and the Browns are 50% responsible. Because I, I mean, Jamarcus anywhere, even in New England, probably would have lasted for two and a half years or whatever. Baker somewhere else probably would be a little more successful than he has been. It's just been a roller coaster ride of nonsense with that organization. Yeah, and now you've just burned the bridge. How do you burn the bridge with your starting quarterback? What team does that? 
Uh, the Browns. The Browns, who have not had a quarterback in forever, finally get one, and boom, they torch it. I mean, it's crazy. The Bengals uh, did that with Carson Palmer, right? I mean, it wasn't like this. And uh, Carson Palmer was actually good. They Carson had, wanted they out were, because he didn't feel like they were serious about winning. This is right. a situ- not because the Bengals are trying to replace him like the Browns are doing. Okay. Fair enough. And the ba- the Bengals played Car- paid Carson Palmer market price every time he got a new co- contract. So he was the highest paid player in the NFL at one point. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we won't talk about the Bengals. <laughs> we'll... Uh, We'll talk about a big move they by signed the Hayden Hurst. Rams. Hayden Hurst to the Bengals. That's a big move. Okay, just, just <laughs> let me let me get to the freaking break. Please. Shut up, Breach. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about some other high-profile free agency signings. Next. <laughs> the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. So two, one deal that happened, it was like a, it was a borderline emergency podcast. It would have probably been a force on Wednesday night. Von Miller, the former Denver Broncos All-Pro who was traded to the Los Angeles Rams and made himself a ton of of money in the playoffs, the great playoff performance. In fact, we know how much money, six years worth of it, $120 million uh, over six years, 17.5 per year for the first two or four years, I think. And like, I think it was like 50 million guaranteed. So it sounds like it's kind of a fluffy contract, Uh, but he's going to the Buffalo Bills who also signed OJ Howard. (laughs) So here's, so I, Explain to me what's going on here. So he, here's what the Bills edge rushers look like. They just signed Shaq Lawson here on Thursday afternoon as well. Brought him back on a one-year deal. So Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, and Boogie Basham both were first-round pick, first and second-round picks last year. A.J. Panessa was second-round pick the year before that. And Shaq Lawson, I just mentioned. So they have three first-rounders, two second-rounders, all edge rushers. Um, that's the sort of defensive line you put together if you're facing Josh Allen twice a year. I'm not sure what the – maybe they're thinking just – is this like a thing about the Chiefs? Because they're not worried about, I would imagine, about the Patriots or the Jets or um, 
or the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, no, this defense line would murder every single quarterback in that division. I think it is all about Sean McDermott having a nightmare every night about his team losing a lead in 13 seconds. Okay, that's it. That, and that's thinking, <laughs> oh, how do we keep that from happening again? We build the best defensive line in the AFC. And I didn't mention Ed Oliver, who plays on the inside, is a former, also a first-round pick. These are all edge rushers. I mean, I think they just saw how Vaughn played down the stretch, you know, because, I mean, he had – his play had waned a little bit. And like when he was in Denver going to, you know, going to the final year of his contract, the thought was generally that he would, you know, get some money in free agency, but wouldn't get a ton. He joins the Rams in what week was it? I can't see what that graphic says, Diva. The logo is covering it up. Ten. Week 10 was first in the NFL in tackles for loss, third in pressures and tied for sixth in sacks. Yes. He probably got uh, more money. Then he, um, then he necessarily, you know, de- de- I don't want to say deserved. He probably, he probably got overpaid a little bit by the Bills. But I will say this too, and I wrote about this um, at some point after the Super Bowl. But Aaron Donald talked about this a lot, uh, and the NFL, NFL, and Jordan actually, you know, Jordan Rodriguez had written something about it, and that's what the that's where the original idea came from. Aaron Donald talked about how he, um, how Von Miller showed up and taught him how to be a Super Bowl caliber leader in the locker room. And not that Aaron Donald wasn't a leader before, but Von Miller was like, yo, man, you got to grab, like, you got to be vocal, take over. Don't, don't try to just lead by example. Like, tell people, you know, tell people, like, he just, he just gave him a different attitude about it. And you heard there was an, you know, in that, in the game on the audio from the Super Bowl, there's a clip where Aaron Donald's like, this is for my legacy. Like, let's go out and stop him right now. And it's like, it, it, he, he said afterwards that that, you know, owning that came from Von Miller. So I think not only are you adding a really good pass rusher, you're also adding maybe, you know, I, I would guess that, that Sean McDermott and, and Brandon Bean believe that Von Miller is the type of guy who can come in and sort of help the Bills get get to the next step because they they are, you know, we all think that they're they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They are the favorite to win the Super Bowl, right? It's plus seven, seven after one. And we all think they can win a Super Bowl, but they, you know, they, they got to, they they have, they have they need to get you know they just need to take that next step and and sometimes that next step is hard to take. Who they lose the to? Who they lose to two years ago in the playoffs? They lost to the Chiefs in the AFC title game in 2020, and they oh, lost okay. to the Texans in that game where they blew a like a 16 nothing lead in the wild card round. And then they lost yeah. to the Chiefs with 13 seconds. That weird that. game where the Texans guy probably should have fumbled, or the, somebody fumbled in the end zone. They changed the rule. The Texans game was where um, Josh Allen threw the ball behind his head, I believe. Yeah, and I don't. Um, I don't put too much on like I, like I think Josh Allen's been fine in the playoffs. Like been very good. You know, that, that one game oh, the Texans game, first appearance. Very good. I mean, did you see the Chiefs game? He was amazing. Yeah, so I'm saying like I mean, I, I, like nobody nobody my point is nobody thinks that the Bills are a bunch of chokers. It's no. just No, not at all. It's hard to win football to, games. But they but they do need to get they do need to take the next step. I mean, well, you know. I think if you look at their playoff losses though, again, the last 2 years to the Chiefs and McDermott saying, "How do we gave up 38 in the AFC title game? We gave up 42 in this divisional round this past season. And how do we slow that down? And right. what do we do? We we beef up our front seven so that we can get after Patrick Mahomes so that he can't score 38 or 42 points against us. No, by the way, they're getting Trey White back too after he tore his ACL. So that's yeah. I mean, th- this team should be really, really good. Um, no, I'm not no concerns about it at all. I just think, you know, you got you're still in the you know the the cap hit will kick in next year with with Josh Allen on his new extension." He's still in his rookie year, rookie deal. Why not try to shove all in, you know? So the Bills grabbed O.J. Howard and Von Miller. 
Devo, do you want to take a second and briefly lament the loss of Fletcher Cox, even though Adam Schefter and Mike Garofalo are both reporting that said loss may be temporary uh, as the team is working to bring Fletcher Cox back on a uh, renegotiated, like a, a smaller number? That makes me incredibly happy. I get it. Financials come into play. I understand it from that perspective. But yeah, it would be a shame to lose someone that has been super important for a, a super long time. And I think is still a pretty high caliber player and, and one of the top defensive tackles in the league to this day, even into his 30s. So hopeful that uh, his tenure continues and that he doesn't go to that organization across the state that is in our losers category coming up. Um, yeah, I mean, the the problem is it's sort of like the Von Miller thing where, you know, um, Fletcher, it's like it makes total sense that Fletcher Cox comes back to the Eagles. But if he gets out there and somebody's like, holy crap, I can't believe he became a free agent. Like, let's let's give him a crazy offer, you know, like Von Miller, like like the Bills. Right. I don't think it's going to. Yeah, it won't be that level. Just the position. He's not as he was never as good as Von and not as good or, or close to his peak as, as Vaughn is right now. But yeah, I player, think he, he has some value. No, I'm, you're, no arguments from me. I think he'll absolutely have some value. So yeah, that would be a concern for me that someone else definitely snatches him up on a, a pretty reasonable deal for him. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's going to get six years, 120 million. I'm just saying that if Pittsburgh says, Hey, look, dude, we'll give you uh four years, 50 million. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, I was going to say like, uh, three and like three and 40. Yeah. Three and three, three and 55. Three and 50 is probably getting it done. He ain't coming back to, I mean, no, that's, that's peace, Philly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, yeah. just, that's just, this is a business decision. Like no offense. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's only 31 years old. So Vaughn is like a lot older, right? Where's Vaughn? No, they were, um, cause Vaughn was the 2011 draft. Uh, Vaughn's about to turn 33. In like nine days, right. Fletcher doesn't turn thirty-two until late Dece- mid-December. So he's, I mean, like two years younger, or a year and a half, maybe. A wild um, deal for like that type of deal for a player Vaughn's age and his crazy. position. It's just unmatched. Well, and it does sound like it maybe it's like the the numbers are a little puffed up, and um, but I mean, like that—that's what it was going to take to get and one to get him to not go back to the Rams, and two to stay in Buffalo for three or four years. I mean, that's you know, it's not exactly warm weather. Um, How dare you, Allen Robinson? Oh, you complain about shoveling snow all the time. No, I don't. We pay someone to do it. Wow, so fancy! What a um, events here. Oh man, Allen Robinson. Signed a deal with the Los Angeles Rams, which I think will make him like their number four wide receiver. Number uh. three. three. What'd you say? I don't know. I gotta look at the roster. Right I mean, now. we don't have word on Odell yet. Yeah, Odell hadn't been signed yet. Um, the Allen Robinson contract. So Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Johnson, Tutu Atwell didn't play a whole lot. Ben Skoranek is, uh, you know, number five at best. So, yeah, I would put him at 2.5. Okay. I figure, I mean, I mean Van he, Jefferson does a defensive. Three years, yeah. $45 million deal with 30, 30 million guaranteed. I mean, you know, there, this is not a, not a, not a small contract, you know? I mean, he's, I mean, 15 yeah. million, you know, he's not making as much as Christian Kirk, but he's making pretty good money. <laughs> I mean, and now the Rams 
are even better. Like this is unbelievable that Matthew Stafford is going to have another year in this system. If you're a team, you're thinking, oh, we've got a triple team Cooper Cup. And then, uh, okay, now you have Robert Woods and Allen Robinson to worry about. This Rams offense is going to be difficult. You think this is better than Odell Beckham when he was healthy? Because he was playing pretty well before Matthew Stafford tore his ACL. Well, it, it's... Why they could still re-sign Odell Beckham? Maybe yeah, it, sounds, it sounds like they're going to try to st- still sign Odell Beckham. Then, in which case, yeah, I agree. Because I don't know <laughs> if you're just taking one or the other, a healthy Odell in L.A. or Allen Robinson coming off Chicago. I think I'm taking Odell. Well, I mean, I, I mean, Odell is not going to be able to play to like middle of November. No, no. My point is that a healthy Odell on the last stretches in Los Angeles versus Allen Robinson. I'm taking Odell. Yes, I, I realize he's injured now, but yeah. I mean, I think this is. I mean, you know, they've got. I mean, they've got Cooper Cup. I mean, isn't Robert Woods still on the team? Am I crazy? Yeah, I just I just called him out. He's number two. Yeah, I mean they they I think I think what they saw last year was that when they added Odell, but, but Robert Woods is also coming back off a of torn ACL. Allen paying Allen Robinson and bringing him in and buying low on Allen Robinson too. By the way, because this is a guy that, um, you know, at one point in Jacksonville looked like he was going to be like the next great you know NFL receiver. Matthew Stafford, easily the best quarterback he's played with since, as far as I know, high school. I don't even know who his quarterback was in high school, but certainly uh, the best quarterback he's played with, you know, dating back to his days at at Penn State. And um, so, I mean, I think, you know, it's a good fit. Like, Robinson should go there and be pretty productive. You know, he had a terrible year. 38 catches, 410 receiving yards, and one touchdown in 2021. It was clear that he wasn't happy that the Bears franchise tagged him and kept him there. And this is co- coming off a 102 catch, 1250 yards, six touchdown season in 2020, um, with no, you know, with no like who's the quarterback in 2020? Was it Dalton and who was it? Oh, it was Trubisky, right? Yeah, 2021 was Dalton yeah. and Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, like this is a this is a great buy low by the Rams with the potential to just take that offense to another level or to keep it at the level it was at, you know, when when Odell was there. And I, I think too the Rams probably look at the Super Bowl and how they, it looked like they were going to smoke the Bengals at first. Then Odell gets hurt. And then the offense really stagnated. And if they know Woods is coming off the ACL and Odell's not going to be back in time, you do want to have that true, you know, number two receiver. And Robinson can absolutely be that. Yeah, of course. That's what they need. And, and it is insurance in case Robert Woods doesn't look as good coming off a torn ACL. And obviously, if you re-sign Odell coming off a torn ACL, you at least know you have a number two receiver if any of those guys have uh, any type of setback. For sure. Um, some other piece of news that we needed to get to that I'm forgetting about. We Was it Aiden Hurst uh, discuss- to the Bengals? <laughs> We could do uh, Zadaria Smith when we talk about the loser section, or or we could talk about him here. Okay, no, we talk winners, losers. All right, let's talk winners and losers. Or let's just take a break first. No, no, we just took a break. Okay, gosh, I feel like a Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. <laughs> I'm already so annoyed about this, Sean. Speak of your mind, man. Um, <laughs> Sean. Oh, you're annoyed. I um, think said, said Marty. It's like, who's Marty? Yeah. How do you think right. the teams feel? How do you think well, Baker Mayfield feels? So we're looking at full sort of scope of free agency so far, the week, the early action. Early winners, Wilson. Give me one. Despite the naysayers, Debo, the Steelers <laughs> are huge winners. Number one, they signed Mitch Trubisky breach. And by the way, he made it clear in his introductory press conference that you can call him Mitch or Mitchell. Hmm. 
you got to appreciate someone who doesn't care what you call them. Uh, so they got Trubisky. I love that. There are a few Steelers, uh, the Pittsburgh radio guys that, that hate them. And I like the, the radio guys, but let's be real. What, were you, what, what else are you going to get? And Breach, as you noted, if you want to call someone a loser, Mason Rudolph's girlfriend, they broke up. So that's a problem. But they also signed James Daniels, a guard from the Bears, who's um, pretty good. Levi Wallace, cornerback for the Bills. They need help there. Miles Jack, linebacker for the Jaguars. Um, and they released some cut, some guys, including Joe Schober, who they traded for last year to free some cap space so they can still make some moves, which I hope includes getting Fletcher Cox just to spite Debo. I hope they get Fletcher Cox and they cut him. <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, you know who just tweeted, you know who's recruiting Fletcher Cox? Who? Zach Ertz, former Eagle recruiting. Said, come, on, come on up to the desert, big dog, at, at F. Cox nine, underscore 91. And the comments were hilarious. It's just a bunch of like Debo's who are like, no, no, no. Stay <laughs> back. Leave him alone. No, stop it, Zach. He's staying. Sad face. But I think the Steelers are better today than they were a week ago, Breach. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think the Steelers, I mean, I'm not sure really listed on the winners, losers, and our rundown are winners. No, they're, yeah, I, I thought they had a good free agency. And I think that, uh, I don't think they're going to win the division, but they are definitely better than they were a week ago, like you just said. So I would say I thought the Miles Jack signing was smart. I think that Mitchell Trubisky is good enough to make them competitive. And, you know, I think they could win more games than they did last year. And they he gets won nine, them to games. nine games. He gets them to nine games. And then after that, it's just luck. So Sorry. hopefully you luck into a one or two more. And wins. James Daniels, that's the signing we talked about yesterday. That That's, that's yeah. huge on that offensive line. So does that mean I go to my winner? You can if you'd like. I didn't list on the rundown. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, my winner so far, you know what? I'm going to give some love to the uh, Miami Dolphins. What do you think about that? Okay, go All ahead. Right, you're, go ahead, Brinson. Like, mean, what are we doing? <laughs> you ever done a podcast before, Breach? I like what they have done so far. Not just – obviously, running back has been uh, – a huge problem for them. And so they went out and got two good running backs that I think Matt McDaniel will be able to take advantage of. Uh, you have Connor Williams adding him on the offensive line. Teddy Bridgewater, look, I, some people probably looked at that and said, Meh. but if Tua doesn't work out, or Tua said that, by the way, <laughs> if Tua just needs a veteran presence in the locker room, it, the thing is, you need a good backup with Tua there and Teddy Bridgewater. Is that and so you know I actually like what everybody in the AFC East has done except for the Patriots, to be honest. Yeah, they've done nothing. Apparently, they were um, interested in Leo Collins, who was released, and so now they have to pay for him because they didn't trade for him. And they were also interested in Allen Robinson, but didn't have the um, the money to pay him what he wanted to be paid, according to reports. I hop in. I got some good feedback on this the other day, like correcting you guys when you say the wrong names. So I'm just yeah. gonna make this a bit. But Mike McDaniel and Van Jefferson over the past like 10 minutes for you people listening that are like screaming at your uh, podcast as Brinson leaves because he's so pissed uh, off. Just note there. Oh, what, what were the names? What'd you say? Mike McDaniel. You said, and... Van, you said Van Johnson like 15 minutes ago, which, oh, I, let, thank which you. I let go. And then Breach called him Matt McDaniel. So I'm just, I'm just hopping in Who here. Who is Van Johnson? You know what my problem is, is that I went to high school with a kid named Matt McDaniel. And so that's just locked up. That's, that's, this is the worst case scenario. It's not about now not knowing it? Matt or Mike. It's that that name's. Hey, you know what? You know what? Head. Just, just say you just admit you were wrong. Is you Matt McDaniel also not plural S? It's yeah. There's no S. I know that. Interesting. 
Hmm. Wait, who did? What did? What did? I, I, I just gloss over letting you guys say that. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Yeah, yeah you were, you're supposed now. to be here being right, a fact I mean, no, checker. We're not, it. we're not blaming me because you guys don't know the names. By the way, I, I was I was just texting with one of my my friends who's a Browns fan, and, and we were talking about Jimmy G or, or Matt Ryan, and he said it's like deciding between which STD you want. You want <laughs> <laughs> that's where he's at in the quarterback conversation Jeez. for the Browns. Um, that's, uh, that's uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I think I want the STD name Matt Ryan over over Jimmy G. That's just me. All right, yeah. So Van Jefferson, I got that wrong again. I'm over two in the last two days. It's a tough scene. All right, Brinson, you're uh, up. Patrick Seely in this says, "Do you guys realize the Pats won't comp picks again next year? All these teams getting free agents won't get comp picks. You never mention that point. Um, that's not necessarily true. It depends on who you lose. There's a formula. I mean, I understand. You know, it's, it's mostly correct, but it's the for, there's a formula based on you know, who you, who you bring in versus who you let go and what uh, said, like what is, what, what the people you let go get paid on the market. And um, I'm, I mean, you know, it, it depends on who, you know, when you release them or if they're a free agent, like if you release somebody, they're not necessarily factored into the, the comp formula, the comp pick formula. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the Patriots all, I mean, the Patriots and the Ravens are too, what's that face breach? Uh, you know how many comp picks the Patriots got yesterday? Zero. Yeah, because they spent like crazy in free agents. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you, you're about to say the Patriots and the Ravens are usually teams. That, I, say, uh, I say traditionally. Well, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. I think Breach. I think Breach just made a layup on you. I mean, I was about to make the point before he interrupted me with a rude face. Yeah, well, just saying. You got interrupted by a rude face. Think about that. The man <laughs> I who remember Breach is like. The man who makes his living interrupting people is mad by a rude face. <laughs> I mean, I looked at everyone. I made the face that you think Baker Mayfield made at the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made like it, it was like a. It was like a. You were trying to decide if you farted, you farted, or like pooped your pants a little bit. Like that, that was the face. You like. That smells. What is that? Um, Interesting. That's, yeah, sounds a little too close to home there. <laughs> no, I mean it's. Uh, anyway, the my point. My point being is. That the Patriots, I mean, have the Patriots hemorrhaged a bunch of free agents that have been signed by other teams that I'm missing? Ted, Ted Karras? I mean, I don't think the Patriots are exactly they, racking up comp comp. They trade they traded Shaq Mason. That that could bring them a comp pick, but um no, no, they traded him. So it's not a comp pick. Yeah, there's no sure. comp pick. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Ted Karras got signed, but am I am I missing anybody? No, they haven't they haven't done a whole bunch. Yeah. Because they cut Van away, so that's not gonna help them in the compensation formula. Yeah, I don't think they're getting a whole lot of complex. So yeah, let's see. They they got Mac Wilson in a trade, but they sent um what's his name? The uh Chase Winovich, Winovich left in the, a trade. So the yeah, they're not like racking up the complex this year. And they that's the only new the, name. The only big one, you know, the only big one is JC Jackson. But how much is that gonna get you? Third round. Yeah, they'll get one. Oh yeah, so, JC Jackson, duh. That's the biggest one. <laughs> right. Just, so you're looking at like maybe <laughs> One, a third well, just, in ter- just in terms of them being a basketball yeah, team, gonna, yeah, yeah you'll, they'll get a third rounder for JC Jackson if they don't, assuming that you know they don't sign anybody big, which it doesn't look like they'll do. But so, sorry, completely spaced on JC. So Jackson. they're throwing away the 2022 season so they can get two comp picks next year. Yeah, once again, Brisson getting dumped on. <laughs> I, I didn't suggest that they were getting a bunch of comp picks because Breach saved you with that ugly face he made at you, kept you from talking. God Almighty, you guys are all. You should thank uh, him. I'm going to say my winner. Is the Buffalo Bills? They landed Von Miller, Roger Saffold, nice for nice offensive line addition, and OJ Howard, who I think is a really great 
like post hype secondary contract uh, signing. Like, Why? Well, he's a good blocker. <laughs> okay. He's a he's a really good blocker. He will. He will. I don't hate the pick, but I, I think that he doesn't all, need to be, he doesn't need to be their number one tight end. We've all been waiting for OJ to break out, and he's never broken out. Maybe that's his role now. He, maybe his role now is Mercedes Lewis, or or maybe he finally breaks out in a again a post type world. Like I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't okay. know. But there's nothing wrong with Mercedes Lewis. Both former will, first round. I will picks. be dunking all over your face when OJ Howard has a big season next year. <laughs> all right. Well, I look forward to that. And uh, I think I do think that the Bills, with the way that their roster is set up. You mentioned getting Tredavious White back. You add Von Miller to that defense. Like, I think they're deservedly favored to win the Super Bowl ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, I mean, they could, like they got to beat mm. the Chiefs in the playoffs first. But I, I have no problem with them being the favorite, given how difficult that the division is for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, it feels like the Bills have a much easier path to getting the number one overall seed, and you get the buy then much easier than the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Wouldn't you rather play the Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins versus the Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers? Broncos won in three games next year. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> what? Is that because it's Russell Wilson's number? I mean, let's throw the Broncos in as a winner, too. No, Wilson just said they only won three games. How could they be a winner? Are the are the, Bron- are the Broncos a winner or loser in the first week of free agency, Wilson? Oh, they're 100% a winner. I'm yeah. just joking. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they haven't had a franchise quarterback since Peyton Manning retired in 2015. I mean, it goes back, like, I, I know Russ is like a, a weird robot guy, and he says some things yeah. that don't make sense and all, but I, I'll just go back to what Brady Quinn said at the at the scene, at the the um, at the combine, because we had just talked to Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of Cincinnati, who was like, like, he's the type of guy you, you want to run through a wall for. And I said to Brady, does that matter, like, in the locker room, if you have a great leader that's not very good? He goes, dude, it doesn't matter what kind of leader you are if you can't complete a pass. He said people will play for the weirdest dude on planet Earth, and that just reminds me of Russ Wilson. Like people yeah. will play for Russ Wilson if he's if he's doing what he's what he always does. So yeah, that's a huge one for Denver. Well, I mean, think about it. Like you didn't hear anything about Russ like and his, like being a weirdo and and all of that until the until they started struggling. Right, and then when Richard Sherman, I think Richard Sherman made some comments. There was something yeah. going on. Where I mean, like, Sherman, oh, okay. had ripped, Sherman had ripped Russ plenty before, but like you didn't hear a ton about it until you know until Russ actually like you know. Until, I mean, until Russ actually struggled and they came back too quick with the hand thing and all that. Then it started coming out uh, very quickly that yeah. Russ was a weirdo and people found him to be quite bizarre. But I think the Broncos, uh, they also... See. Yeah, they're huge winners, of course. Yeah, I mean, they lost Drew Locke, no offense, Shelby Harris, uh, in that trade, of course. And Teddy Bridgewater signed with Miami, but they brought in Randy Gregory. They stole him from, from, uh, from Dallas. And they also brought in DJ Jones. Yeah, I like DJ Jones a lot. So that's a good job. Um, okay. Let's take another break. When we come back, who are the losers in NFL free agency? We'll tell you next. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast so give me a uh oh actually you know what the madness is upon us in the island college college basketball podcast is your audio guide for the entire ncaa tournament and everything you need to know about your brackets over the next few weeks gary Parrish and matt norlander will provide recaps after each day of tournament action and preview upcoming rounds if you want the best march madness analysis analysis follow and listen to the Ion college basketball podcast anywhere you find this show all right give me a loser wilson the Durless Cowboys. Mm, good one. Leo Collins, he just had to release. I don't know why they didn't trade him. I, I w- I'll be interested to hear what came about there because I would imagine they could have traded him because I know the Patriots were interested. Uh, of course, you just mentioned the um, Randy Gregory situation where uh, the language that they had snuck it. I don't know if they snuck it into the contract. Apparently, it's in everyone's contract in Dallas except Dak Prescott's. And I think other teams don't have that same language. Uh, it's about guaranteed money in terms of um, off-field incidents or whatever. And Randy Gregory chose not to sign it. And he signed what was close to the very same deal without that contract language in Denver. And um, I, I, I don't know. Like, did Randy Gregory go from a, a good situation to a better situation? Or is it about even? Or are the Cowboys a better chance to to go further in the playoffs because of their, where they sit? I, I think in terms of uh, possible success, it's probably a better situation. Um, in terms of legalized marijuana, certainly a better situation. Well, yeah. Uh, in terms of possibilities here. Um, I think Dallas has got a better chance to make a deep run in the playoffs. But if but, you don't like playing for your employer, maybe it makes more sense to go somewhere where you feel wanted. So and that brings us to Demarcus Lawrence, who said on the All Things Covered podcast that he was insulted, basically, by the first offer he got from the Cowboys. One year, um, $10 million. Slap in the face. Andy Dalton money, as I like to call it. Yeah. They re-upped ah. Michael... We have Michael uh, Gallup, five years, sixty-two million dollars, who is coming off the ACL. Cut Blake Jarwin. Did they cut? They cut the kicker too. They cut someone else. I can't remember who it was. But they also they um, franchised Dalton Schultz. Is I mean that's good for for Dak Prescott. But I don't think this team is better now than it was when they ran that draw play on on um, with eighteen seconds to go or whatever and, and lost in the playoffs. They, they uh, released Greg Zerline. Zerline, it was the kicker. Okay, thank Greg you. Leg. Along with Blake Jarwin. So yeah, I think the Cowboys. Um, again, we're only not even a week into free agency, so things could obviously change. There's a draft and so on and so forth. But as we sit here and as we like to overanalyze these things, they they have not made themselves a better football team. 
Yeah, and I think you could argue that, you know, even though you keep Dalton Schultz and you sign Michael Gallup, which I think is a nice signing. I mean, Amari Cooper is a really good 1A, 1B with C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup might be that, but we don't, he hasn't, you know, he hadn't produced at the level that Amari Cooper has. So. And he has to recover from the ACL. I don't know when he's going to be back. I don't know if he'll be back in time for the start of the season, but that's something else to keep in mind. Yeah, I think the offense took a step back, and I think the defense probably took a step back in free agency. So you lose Lyle Collins. To, I mean, like this is, you know, how many games do they have to win for Mike McCarthy to keep his job? Five. I don't know. Are you serious? I'm kidding. Eight. Uh, yeah. Eight, Just eight, eight. Nine, they can go nine, eight, nine, 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 and eight. I think if they have a losing season, he might get fired. If There's Sean no, Payton, if Sean Payton's interested in Mike McCarthy is a losing season without any major injuries. Then Sean Payton, I mean, then Mike McCarthy better win 17 games. He better go 17 to no. And he's I still going to If fired. you win the division, they're not going to fire him. If Sean Payton wants that job, I, they will 100% fire him. They can go 17-0 and, and win the Super Bowl, and if Sean Payton says, hey, Jerry, I would love this job, guess who's getting fired? That's that's fair. Um, I'll give out a loser, unless you want to go, Breach. Uh, what if we have the same loser? I'm guessing we do. No. I bet we don't. What is yours? What what letter does your team start with? <laughs> I, I had two teams, just in case. Uh, one of them starts with a B. Okay, do the, the Bengals? Other. What's the other team? <laughs> Uh, do the not bears. <laughs> what? I can't do the bears. Um, you know what? Fine. I'm going to say we just talked about them and all with our comp pick conversation. I'm going to say the Patriots are a loser right now. Maybe they have bigger plans. Um, and you know, it's going to come back and bite me in the face for calling the Patriots <laughs> losers. Uh, but you look at what they've done. Kyle Vinoy has gone. Ted Karras is gone. JC Jackson is gone. They still need to fortify. I think the right side of their offensive line, they traded away Chase Winovich. Uh, there's just all these things. They got rid of Shaq Mason. They let Tom Brady talk them into giving up Shaq Mason. How did that happen? It doesn't make any sense. And then not only have they gotten worse, but every other team in the division has gotten better. Even the New York freaking Jets have had a, done a good job in free agency. I mentioned the Dolphins as my winner. Uh, Brinson, you mentioned the Bills as your winner. So it's just even if you think the Patriots have made lateral moves and they haven't improved or gotten worse, the other teams have done better than them over the past week. So the Patriots are my loser. Two words, Mac Jones, suck at nerds. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's crazy at all to suggest the Patriots are losers just because, you know, you, we do think that like the jets, the jets, are, the jets have gotten better, right? Yeah, I mean, they've yeah, got they have, but we'll Blake see. and Tomlinson was a good sign. We talked about them adding the two defensive backs yesterday, Jordan Whitehead and TJ uh, Reed. And I think they just added Jacob Martin today. I mean, they've had a pretty solid class so far. Yeah, like, and, I don't they're, think the and they're jets not blowing be, money. I don't think the Jets are going to like be finish higher than the Patriots, but I think they've had a good offseason or a good free agency so far. And then the Dolphins are definitely improved just by getting Mike McDaniel. I mean, not that Brian Flores is bad, but I think the Dolphins' offense should be much better. Um, they also added Raheem Mostert, by the way. So Raheem Mostert, Chase, oh, yeah. Chase Edmonds, pretty nice little combo there. And Mostert uh, reuniting but, with McDaniel. I mean, that's a, a big thing. Matt or Mike? Mike. <laughs> by the way, I, we didn't mention this at the time, but I'll just say it quickly. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN uh, reported earlier on Thursday afternoon that Baker Mayfield has strong interest in the Colts. Yeah, as he should. That's a. I mean, he would he would thrive. Like, what Baker does well fits with what Frank Reich wants you to do in a system. And I would. 
Do you it's, think that Baker's better than Carson Wentz in that system? Is that what downgrade, downgrade, so, easily an upgrade, easily <laughs> an upgrade. Stop. Stop. So you think you think the Browns? You know how the bad Browns? Baker was last year. He had one shoulder, Debo. I would take a healthy oh, Baker. Carson Wentz had zero ankles in COVID. Yelling <laughs> <laughs> well, in the office again. God. <laughs> this is hilarious. By the way, no one in human history has ever turned both their ankles at the same time except Carson Wentz. <laughs> this, this tweet that Breach should put in Slack from Jeremy uh, Iger, Carolina at Carolina Huddle. Carolina Panthers have requested the same Darnold request a trade. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, oh. Will McLean in the chat says that David Tepper is a loser. Um, I can get down with that idea, but need to see how the Deshaun stuff played plays play yeah, we need to redo our winners and losers after uh we get yeah, winning that I mean, trade. right like it's uh once again this whole entire podcast was done before he is traded so we have no idea how that's all going to play out yeah and that's why we had not mentioned it correct and so yeah i mean like that that is going to be a big factor in who's a winner and who's a loser right you know what i mean because Anyway, we don't, we don't, we've, we've done a good job of it. Let's not ruin it. We have another podcast tomorrow, Brenton. Yeah. It's we should daily. go back and I listen. I don't know if you know, but it's daily. Do you guys remember? I'm just thinking about this, this um, Sam Darnold stuff that Breach put into Slack. What were you guys, what were your thoughts when Sam Darnold was traded to Carolina? Because I'm pretty sure, but I could be wrong because my memory's terrible. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty oh, I sure. Talk, I, I talked myself into it for sure. I think I was like down on it, but I, Debo would know better than me. Breach, you probably were trying to be optimistic as well. Uh, I don't think I was that optimistic. I mean, I, I, didn't think they were going to compete for the playoffs or anything. So, yeah, I, I think that I didn't think they were going to be like a playoff contender. I thought they could win like, but you talked games. yourself into him being like in a bad situation in New York with Adam Gase. And this maybe works itself out with Joe yeah, Brady. Yeah, I mean, and pretty, not like a difficult spot to get to either, you know, person like, McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson. Here's the thing. So here's the lesson. Joe Brady got fired in the middle of the season. <laughs> Sam Burrell sucked as it turned out. And the, all the things we're talking about now will probably end up blowing up in our face in, in 10, 11, 12 months. Correct. Except I think that if you put Baker in Indianapolis, it's a much more stable situation than what Carolina has. You're saying, here's what you're saying. I know I get hit by the bus when I step in the middle of the street, but this time when I step in the middle of the street, here's what's going to happen. The bus is going to swerve and not flatten me like a pancake. It's like the, um, it's the old arrested development. You know, when uh, the, uh, when there's Tobias and Lindsay are sitting on the bed and he's like, He's like, you know, uh, he's like, I've had clients in my counseling days. I had clients who would try open relationships. And she's like, well, did, did it work for those people? He's like, no, it never does. I mean, those people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but it might work for us. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, does it buying low on this young quarterback who struggled in his first spot ever work? Hell no, it never works. But it might work for Baker and Indy. But Carson Wentz wore a yellow sport jacket to his introductory press conference, and maybe this. By the way, not a single. Oh my God, uh, here we go, baby! <laughs> if you're listening on the audio podcast, you have to go watch the YouTube because Debo just put up a, a comparison of Baker versus Carson Wentz. Um, as as as, as I said, and, and by the way, this is Baker with a torn labrum uh, versus Carson Wentz, zero with, ankles, zero playing, ankles, <laughs> playing with a much more talented roster. Yeah, much more talented. He okay, had maybe COVID. He had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You sound like a famous DMer. <laughs> oh, blame it on the pandemic. On the I'll stop talking. Like so, imagine where where uh, where Debo is in this journey that he is all Carson Wentz all the time. 
Like he, this is his, this is his hill to die on. Debo, serious question: Does Carson Wentz pay you? Like, are you on his payroll? No, but are you wearing better. a yellow sports jacket right now? <laughs> That's a yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> are you wearing a, a yellow starter jacket with an L on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, too soon, too soon. Yeah, everyone in the chat agrees with Baker Mayfield. Um, I think statistically speaking, and from like a value perspective, you would definitely say that Carson Wentz had a better 2021 season than Baker Mayfield. Having said that, I think that Baker Mayfield on the Colts in 2022 is an upgrade over Carson Wentz on the Colts in 2020 in 2021. I don't know if we said this yesterday, but let's go through it quickly again. Would you rather have Baker, Matt Ryan, or Jameis on the Colts in 2022? Matt Ryan, Reach. Matt Ryan, for the yeah. long haul. For the long haul, or just next year, just next year. For the long haul, I'm probably taking Baker, but for just next year, give. I mean, uh, for just next year, they're pretty. They're all three actually pretty close for me. I think they're all all three would be would be good in different ways. All three, would you agree, are upgrades over Carson or not? I'm not even kidding. I'm I'm serious. Uh what was it? Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, and Jimmy. No, get out of here with Jimmy. Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, and James. Wait, so you think Carson Wentz is better than Jimmy? No, I would uh, take all three of those. Uh, Jameis is close, but I'd probably take Jameis him over. Jameis AC. Uh, Carson's really bad. I would take Carson over Jimmy. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, while we're doing losers, um, I should, I you know, I would say that I was going to say the Bears, and we can talk about the Bears in a second, but while we're talking about Carson Wentz, I think the Washington the Washington football team commandos are massive losers for this all commandos because they changed their name to the commandos. I mean, yeah. one they changed their name to the commanders, and I hope people don't think I'm being serious when I miss miss saying their name. I'm fine with calling the commandos. Yeah. I think it's um, hilarious. I'm, there's I'm, a there's a thing where they're not going to wear underwear next year. They're just going to wear like just <laughs> the football pants and no underwear underneath it. So they traded for Carson Wentz, the latest team to fall prey to that that scam. But it, it's one thing if you trade a six round pick for him. They traded what did they trade two second rounds or something. What was the the draft haul? Uh it was a lot. Second round pick, forty seventh overall. Oh no, excuse me, excuse me. They they swapped second round picks. Right. So uh, sec- they swapped second round picks. So Indy moved up five spots, and then two third round picks, okay. and one of them can become a second if Carson Wentz plays seventy percent of the snaps. Which, by the way, I was thinking about the other day. If Carson Wentz gets to sixty nine percent of the sa- snaps on the season, or is like tracking for seventy percent, yeah, and you're and you're like three and eight. Oh no, no, he's not gonna play. You, you don't think so? No. Okay. I mean, I that's mean, what we were saying with the Colts last year. Yeah, last year, like all they were, the Colts were in trouble, and then they got hot against a yeah. fraudulent, like the, a fraudulent Colts team got hot against an easy schedule. Right, yeah, that I don't is. There's ever a point where the Colts. I don't know. Maybe if they got to, you know, they started 0-3. If they got to a point where they were 1-8, and maybe they start to – but I don't think it was ever a consideration for them. Like, if you're so – They were 3-5. and five. It's going to be hard, and I, I go back again. I think it's going to be the case next year in the NFC East. It's going to be hard to be that far out of it if you're the Commandos. That's, that's <laughs> probably fair. Are we just going to call them the Commandos? Is that our new thing? They are they What are they? They're the, they're the Commanders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to call them the Commandos. That'll be the thing on this podcast. A, a slight, an absolute slight to the commanders. And we will see how many people tweet, email, and tell us that it is actually the commanders. Uh, I don't think we'll get too much pushback on it. I think people know it's a bit. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, but I think I think Washington, and they lose Brandon Scherf. 
They just cut Landon Collins. They lose Matt Ioannidis. And they, they got Andrew Norwell to replace Scherf. But, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you got to be healthy. But I think, I mean, I'm taking Scherf over Norwell for sure. Although I will point out that Norwell played for Ron Rivera in Carolina. So there's some familiar. And I will point out that Andrew Norwell is from Cincinnati. Went to high school there. So obviously he's good. I just think there's a chance this is the worst team in this division because Carson Wentz sucks. That's not like me picking the Debo. I mean, I just think, I mean, like the Giants have gotten better, I think, this offseason. Philly is is still a good team, you know, even if Fletcher Cox. Do you think the Giants will win more games than Washington? I think it's possible, yes. I think that's very, very realistic. Like Washington finishing dead last is not out of in the division, is not out of the question at all. Well, they're probably like if you're making odds to finish dead last, they're probably like plus one fifty. Yeah, like what are we? What are the? I'm gonna look real quick with the NFC East. Uh, do they even have? They have NFC East odds up. Is uh, Daniel winners. Jones better than Carson Wentz? Uh, who's the coach? Uh, Freddie Kitchens. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, so the Cowboys, Cowboys minus 140 to win that division might be a bet. Yeah. Even if they've had, a, even if they, even with the offseason losses, Keep going. Uh, Eagles plus three forty. That mm. feels like a great bet. Yep, Washington plus four seventy five, and the That's Giants nine, Giants nine to one. Giants are a good bet. The Eagles are a good bet. The the um, football team's a terrible bet. And the thing is, you look at those odds, and we haven't had a repeat champion in what eighteen years. So, right. in the NFC East. 18 years? Yeah, I think 2003, 2004 Eagles were the last ones to repeat. Wow. So you're talking about... You didn't know that, Brenton? Everybody knew that. Well, it's just you're talking about a, a thing where it's, it's been unlikely. So if you just bet the other three teams, if you bet against the Cowboys and take the field... Yeah, I love the Eagles, and I, I like the Giants. I don't like Washington like. at all. Like, how, how's Washington going to win that division? Uh, I was just saying that I think there's a good chance they finish dead last. Carson Wentz gets in the time machine. Looks like 2017 Carson Wentz. Yeah. Mm. Um. So was that your loser, Brenton? Yeah, but I think we should talk about the Bears too because we were going to mention them as a possible loser. Wait, who did? Well, who did Breach mention as his losers? Oh, the Patriots. Patriots. Okay. The Bengals. Gotcha. <laughs> right, the Bengals and the Patriots. So the Bears, who you guys were like propping up as this like playoff contender, uh, that. Added- I- I mentioned them as losers in my when Debo asked for our losers. Well, they added, they lost. They added Lucas Patrick on a two-year $8 million deal and Larry Ogunjobi on a three-year $40.5 million deal, which feels really, really steep for Larry Ogunjobi. Um, but they needed someone on the defensive line because they lost Khalil Mack, who was traded to the Chargers, Eddie Goldman, and uh, Bilal Nichols, who signed with the Raiders. And I think... Um, they also released Tariq Cohen. And yep. Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks, yeah. I was going to say, he, I thought. And Danny Trevathan. <laughs> and lost Jakeem Grant. Did they release? And trade away Cleo Mack. Yeah, I mentioned that. Did they, um, did they release? No, Akeem Hicks was just a free agent. Did I miss him signing with? No, I don't think he signed yet. Right, but these are players that they had last year they will not have back. Yeah, I mean, like they're hemorrhaging players, and it looks like this is a potential spot for a rebuild, as I've been saying for. Several days now. You said that about Khalil Mack. And that's before all this other stuff happened. Doesn't make you right because you fell ass backwards into it. Um. By the way, did you see the Matthew Stafford commercial? No, no one cares. I, I did because you tweeted it out it's, and said it was amazing. It's, it's really good. Brenton, if you tweet out videos, I watch them. Just so you know. 
It's a it's a Matthew Stafford AT and T commercial. Go check it out on my Twitter feed. He goes. I, blo- I blocked you, so I'm not unblocking it to watch it. He goes. To it the involves store Lily like, from AT and T for all you AT and T commercial buffs. Yeah. He goes to the store and he's like, he's like, she's like, yeah, we're doing a trade in. Doesn't matter. You can bring in any phone, any Galaxy phone, no matter how old, in any condition, and we will give you a new phone. He's like, so I can. He's like, so you mean even if I had my phone for 12 years? And I, I want a new phone. I can just swap it out. And she's like, yep. It's, it's, it's like a whole bit. You should go check it out. It's pretty funny. Brenton's doing a read over for a, a company that doesn't sponsor us. Did and, at any Wilson. point in that commercial, did, did Matthew Severn find 20 bucks? Just go watch the commercial. It's funny. Like, you know what's going to happen in like 24 hours? Wilson's finally going to see the commercial and be like, have you guys seen this Stafford commercial? It's hilarious. Or he'll be like, you were right, Brenton. It was good. No, no. I, the, what Brenton said. I will never admit to Brenton being right. Yeah, he'll be act honest. like he discovered it. Yes. That's right. um, or he'll give me credit, and I'll just nod my head. Breach, yeah. you were so right about that Stafford commercial, as you are want to do. <laughs> um, okay, I guess that's it, right? Any other losers? Or I don't think so. Us for podcasting at two a.m. tonight Ugh. to talk about. Know, I'm, Sean. Supposed to, I'm supposed to go and watch college basketball with some friends, and who? Who are you gonna go see it with? My buddy Nathan. Did Nathan used to? Isn't it weird how he likes to name drop in private, but he won't name drop publicly? <laughs> that's like that's what you he was built for. Um, I don't know who's gonna be all over there. But you guys uh, got Nathan or Geno Smith? <laughs> uh, Gino. If we're still day. listing winners and losers. My loser is Nathan for inviting Brenton over. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I'll give you that one. And winners, right. is, winners is Chris Allen for giving me some some new Belgian beer. Ah, Chris Allen is getting blistered by Wilson three days ago. Now he just won't shut up about how great he is. <laughs> oh, he did. He did went above and beyond. I really yeah. appreciate it. Well, he didn't like you. Uh, didn't like you bad. He's a podcast listener, so you know. He didn't realize I grew up so close to his hometown or where he lives now. I'm not sure where he's from. There you go. All right, that's it for the podcast. We will be back when Deshaun Watson signs, whenever that may be. When he gets traded. I'm going to add this real quick, Brinson. Hopefully this doesn't bite us, but they're up big right now. So go Tar Heels. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, oh, that's That's a great way to end it. That's all right. For for Fletcher Cox, for Carson Wentz, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 